that's a growler. Hello and welcome back to the Neverending Minute where we analyze, scrutinize, and light blue Levi's. The movie, <laughs> The Neverending Story. I'm Thomas Alleth. Stole one of my notes for tomorrow's minute. I'm Tierney Steele. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to guess who's here. Who's oh, here? Oh, Jonathan. Oh, jo- hey! Jonathan, welcome back. Hey, okay, Jonathan. So, so I, didn't, I didn't kill Steve because you heard back from him. <laughs> yeah, he showed up yesterday. Yeah, I can't do that great of an impression of him, so that was definitely him. Um, <laughs> but uh, so well, he's not dead. At least you hadn't yeah. killed Steve Tuesday. Who knows if you did today? Well, that's true. You know, but uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we're in a time lock or something, and so we just keep going back and forth. Yeah, yeah, right. Also, Thomas, stop trying to make this darker than it already is. <laughs> <laughs> is that this is happy minute? Yeah, happy minute indeed. This is a very happy minute. This is minute 88, which starts with Bastion blurting out, really? Uh, and it ends with, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. The Nighthob waking up teeny weeny so he can see Bastion fly by on Falcor. But, but I thought they were dead. <gasps> he brought everyone <laughs> back to life with his wishes. <laughs> oh. So yeah. we do get a little more black room before we move on to anything else. Yeah. So a couple things. Was there a poster or a, a tape cover or something that was the two of them with the grain of sand in between them? I think there was some kind okay. of promotional something. Okay. Because I was like, I have this really vague memory of that, which is really cool. But I just really like... So, I mean, I've gushed about her, you've gushed about her, everybody loves the childlike empress. What I really like, I realized, is that, to me, she was the calm, cool, older girl who everyone wanted to be, but who you discover as you get older and know more people, never actually existed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No one's actually this chill. (laughs) Right. Well, remember, she is probably thousands upon thousands of years old, so... Okay. There's that. (laughs) She's handling it better than Morla then. Uh, As much as I kind of cast a little shade Bastion's way with the really reaction today, the the smile on his face is adorable. No, no, no. We're casting shade on really. (laughs) We're not getting past really. Does he really, does he really need something else to be proven to him at this point? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Well, this is in response, if I'm correct. The previous minute when he asked how many wishes. Yes. Now, see, I I always loved that part. Um, you know, so trying to keep, you know, not with last minute, but with this minute, with his response yeah. to it is, is I remember reading, you know, books and stories about people getting wishes, but they'd always get one wish or three wishes or something like that. Yeah. And so for a kid to like, like any wishes, all wishes, you know, as many wishes as I want, like, really? Yeah, but at this point... He should believe every single word that comes out of her mouth. Well, that's true. He he should doubt nothing at this point. I don't think this is a skeptical. Like I I said, blurted. Like like I, I kind of enjoy the idea that he's a kid. He's he's also read all these books where there's always a catch when you have wishes, and he just can't believe it's good luck. <sighs> 
Which I guess if you've actually read the book, The Neverending Story, there is a lot of catches with the wishes. Yeah, but. There, there yeah. is a catch <laughs> that she doesn't let him know about. Let's take a minute to discuss that because I don't think um, this is our best chance to, I suppose. Does she know that this is going to end badly for him? <laughs> okay. Now, we I know we were talking about this movie. Um but going into Neverending Story 2 or whatever the actual second movie is called, I know that I've seen it, but now that I've read the book, like, I don't know that I've seen it. Like, I, I know that I've seen it, but I don't remember anything about the movie. I'm the same boat. And I never saw the movie, so I'm just going purely off the book. <laughs> I am too. In, in, this, in this discussion, I'm going right. off the book. Yeah. Does she know she's setting him up to be stuck forever? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think they went a completely different way with it for the yeah. movie. Yeah, there is no I, indication of that whatsoever in this movie. He is just fist pumping away up on Falcor. Right. Okay, so for those that don't know, in the book, every time he makes a wish, he loses one of his memories. Of the real world. Of the real world, yes. Because he, he's in Fantastica the whole time. Right. He makes millions of wishes. He wishes for everything. Each one of the things that we see in this flight is a separate wish. Like, I wish Rockbiter was back. I wish Nighthawk was back. I wish I could fly on Falcor. I wish Falcor was back. I wish all these mountains were here. Right. Each one of those is a separate wish, and each one of those is taking away from his memory. And in the book, at the end, he ends up with, like, one memory left. Mm. And he forgets, or he uses that one, and Atreyu actually has to tell him what his name is, because he doesn't know anymore. And, and you also find, awesome. <laughs> and you find out also that this isn't the first. He's not the first person to make these kind of wishes, and that there's a whole town full of people that have made these wishes and completely forgotten about the real world, and they're just stuck there forever. Yeah, the uh, I, I know. I, not that I've watched it, but I know there's a that show about making a murderer or something like that. Uh, the whole <laughs> time I was reading, like the last half of this book, I was like, "Well, this is like making a despot." You know, I mean. <laughs> This is like like uh, Bastion is not going a good way here. No, but in the movie, everything is happy. Oh, it's it's happy. Yes. It's fine. This Actually, is the happiest. Like so, in this minute, like like all of a sudden, his first wish he's riding Falcor. In the book, he does ride Falcor, but I don't think I don't think he ever gets like this level of joy out of it. <laughs> I, I think there's one time. I think the very first time he rides Falcor, it's you know, he, he gets to experience it, but I don't know. Yeah, he, he starts turning yeah. after a while. And, uh, yeah. so yeah, he, he, he resents Atreyu and Falcor because they're trying to tell him, trying to save him, but he doesn't realize it. Yeah. He thinks they're just jealous of his power. No, this is way better. Way better. Yep. So in this minute. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. So, so he smiles <sighs> to make his first wish. And how disappointed do you think the Empress is that his first wish is to get to ride Falcor? <laughs> she had to kind of expect it. I mean, he's been reading the story where he's been told how amazing Falcor is. Oh, no, she looks up at the sky with that beautiful glow of hope on her face. And instead of restoring her kingdom, the next thing is him riding the flying dog. Well, he had to restore the kingdom for Falcor to be yes, there, so. Yes, we do see he's flying over the land. It's really cute. This is the minute where he says it's like the nothing never was, which is another sentence that you have to, like, pull out your English grammar thing and be like, D yes, yes, that works. 
The the one line that makes me laugh every time I hear it is when he's Falcor. It's even more be- you know. It's even more beautiful than I thought. Like I don't. It's the it's a it's like it is your thought. <laughs> but it's it's that weird thing where he almost sounds like a little kid again. But I don't know. Yep. And the funny thing is, none of the stuff that he sees at this moment, just like when Atreyu was flying, is fantastic at all. It's just like almost real world scenes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's so beautiful. You'd imagine you'd expect to see like purple trees or, or, you know, orange lakes or something like that. But no, we just get regular mountains. Thomas, you have to appreciate the earth we live on. (laughs) It's a magical place. Don't make me recite the blue uh, blue marble poem or something. Yeah, maybe maybe he's never really seen any of this stuff in real life, so he's yeah. like, "Wow, Fantastica is great." And Felcor's like, "This is this is really nothing. I mean, these are mountains; they're beautiful, but they're you know, yeah. you should see the other side." <laughs> Apparently, snow is not cold because <laughs> he's not chilled at all when he's going over these snow-capped mountains. No. Maybe maybe Felcor's you know the breath that he's. <laughs> exhausting it washes over him and it's warm so i don't know i just got the best head cannon okay so that's not that's not a blue screen line around them it's actually a force field (laughs) oh there you go keeping him warm that we can see (laughs) nice yeah or that's like the the heat ripples yes there we go (laughs) i like that And also, there can be an air, a little layer of air, like under the ice in a river. I have <laughs> to ask you, Tierney, who has the better butt? <laughs> now, see, I had this note for, actually, I think it's next week, was when my brain finally could not live in denial anymore of how prominently displayed Bastion's butt is for this entire sequence. <laughs> Jeez Louise. I did not notice it when I was watching this minute. It took a while to... uh Add up for me to be like, oh, those are Levi's. Why I saw am the little I red tag and I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't noticed it this early, but yeah. Uh, yeah. He's not graceful the way Atreya was up there. <laughs> yeah, my note was just little kid jeans. I think it's just the, I don't know, just the way they're cut or something. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, he's, he's a pretty skinny kid. No. Actually, re watching, yeah, re watching the movie recently, I was like, wow, he is small. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I remembered tiny. his face very well, but his body was smaller than what I remembered yeah. it. The funny thing that I thought of when looking through this for notes and stuff is that he's wearing these jeans, but I know that poor, uh, poor real Bastion in the book would have the husky jeans. No, <laughs> yeah, probably couldn't be name brand. He had to get like rustlers God. in the husky size from the special section. Yep, it's like the one rack. <laughs> Oh my god. They only have corduroys in odd colors. Oh my god. Can I admit, like, the most embarrassing thing? But of course. I think it's okay. You're recording. Why wouldn't we want you? I know. Re- <laughs> um, so I played lacrosse in high school, and the really infamous thing was that we used the same kilts for our uniforms as the field hockey team. And so a lot of the really good sizes had disappeared by spring because. They were supposed to turn them in at the end of their season in fall, but not everyone did if they knew they were going to be back the next year. And so most of the ones that were left were like these little itty bitty, like kilts for size twos. And my mom, who's actually really good at sewing, took two kilts and sewed them together. To make oh my goodness. Now I would like to believe in my defense that if all 
the different sizes have been available. One of them would have fit me, but that was <laughs> that was a real self-esteem battering moment. <laughs> You'll never know now either. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and like I feel really bad because I'm sure I was totally sulky and annoyed at her, and she really saved me doing it. So right. Like, I can picture her, like, staying up and doing that for me. And I'm sure I was the most ungrateful brat about it because I was so embarrassed. But Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, Bastion. And we do finally, first of all, I did want to mention somewhere around second 22, I love how the music really transitions into the fantasy flight. Mm. Yeah. Oh, how it no uh, longer yeah, in the kind of brings us into the next scene. Yeah, it just like really powers up and lets you know that we're in a different place now and, and we're, we no longer have to be sad about the destruction <laughs> of Fantastica or Fantasia. We can now move on and be happy. And then at second 51, we see some things off in the distance. <gasps> Truck biter! He's not sad anymore about his big, strong hands. Now I'm trying, I should have taken a better look at his air quotes bicycle. Why? What do you want to see? It doesn't look like a bicycle. It still looks like a steamroller with a handle. That's exactly what it is. It's a steamroller with a handle. Oh my gosh. Does it does it have more than the one wheel though? I can't I see the back of it at this angle. I don't see anything else. I just see that one wheel and that. Um maybe I've been watching too many nature documentaries, but he looks very like a gorilla when you're first approaching him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely. Sitting there. Like, until he takes definition. Oh, he hugs the snail. Sorry. Not rock by <laughs> the night hob. <laughs> yeah, why is night hob hugging the snail? <laughs> Just that out really of sheer joy. Maybe the snail was trying to take his bark. Oh, no. <laughs> well, actually... he kind of actually is, like, twisting the snail's head up to look, actually. Yeah, he's like, look. Like, Get, not, get that not, out of your mouth. It's not actually a hug. It's really more of a not quite headlock. <laughs> and then I love <laughs> the way he wakes up teeny weeny. <laughs> oh, yeah. I I don't have brothers, but I assume that's how <laughs> it works. him up by the leg. <laughs> yeah, it just like shakes him awake by the legs. <laughs> and somehow... <laughs> Somehow Teeny Weenie is sitting there sleeping like that, even though Rockbiter is busy eating. Yeah. Have they been around each other that long now that he feels safe when Rockbiter's showering them with rocks? It's gotta be. Like, and at first I thought, oh, they must be off to the side. Like, they have figured out the circumference of space they need to leave around him for safety. (laughs) But a couple rocks fall right at the end of the minute. Yeah, and they get pretty close. It doesn't look like they've learned their lesson at all. (laughs) (laughs) They've just stopped dancing. If we go back to, you know, before it zooms in to the little guys, mm-hmm. um, you can see Rockbiter. Like, so, so where are the little guys supposed to be? Are they, there's a little rock formation in front of Rockbiter's feet. Are they supposed to be in front of that? Or are they right in the crook of uh, Rockbiter's legs? It, I don't see them there, honestly. Yeah, I don't think they thought that through when they designed the overhead shot. But I would believe that they have a little camp. Maybe they are right between his feet. That's creepy. Well, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> well, if the rocks, where else would they be? If the rocks fall, I guess if the, I guess if he really sprayed rocks out of his mouth, they could go forward. But 
Yeah, but I don't see them in front of that rock formation. And that would be weird, too. Like, why would you be on the other side? Unless he had piled it up. Oh, my God. Wait. Says food pile? Oh, wait, 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 I got it. I solved it. I solved it. He has piled yep. up his little snack pile, which is the rocks. Yep. The little guys are to his right on the other side of his right foot. But he, they get showered with rocks because he is turning as Falcor goes overhead. Right. Falcor uh-huh. goes from Rockbiter's right to left. And so they just catch the spray because Rockbiter turned his head. When he was eating facing forward, they were in a safe spot. Right. Now, what is the stupid bat hanging off of? <laughs> I mean, Rockbite is pretty big. He could be blocking another little rock formation with trees and such, I guess. I suppose. Personally, I think he just floats upside down when he sleeps. <laughs> All right. So I think I'm done for this minute. Do you guys have anything I've missed? Um. So... Maybe getting back into the metaphysical here. Sure. So these <laughs> these guys are here. You know, uh, Teeny Weenie's sleeping. The Night Hub is super excited. How how did they get here? How long have they been here? Like as far as Teeny Weenie knows, did he is he just coming back awake? You know, or yeah. What what are yeah. their memories of this situation? Where did they go when remember? they were in the nothing? Or is this just going to be one of those blanket answers where we're just like, well, we always were here. You know, well, we just we just showed up, but we've always been here. It's weird because they're excited to see Bastion on Falcor. Everyone's waving, and like it, it's like they know who he is. It's the same problem they had when they waved goodbye to a tray when he was going on his quest. Where it's like, how do you all know who this is? <laughs> and why? More importantly, why are they part of this story? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. There are problems, but I, I can't think of a good solution. Yeah. Um, maybe once the nothing took them, things like snap shut for them. Like they did, there's no memory. And then all of a sudden, poof, they're back like nothing mm. ever happened. Maybe his wish was that they wouldn't remember being taken by the nothing. Yeah. That would be nice of him because no one needs that hanging over them. Give it a Yeah. Rockbiter doesn't need that depression hanging over his life no! anymore. <laughs> oh, God. That's right. Oh, I oh, really so, hope he just hit restart from the so last Bast- save point. <laughs> See, Bastion, hopefully he's not done here because he he wished all these characters that we know back that he know from the story, but Rockbiter's family is still not around. True. Although he is around in the next movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll have to. Uh, that'll definitely be another time. Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a baby Rockbiter in the next movie. <laughs> oh, that sounds cute, but I'm kind of horrified at the same time. Y- yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure what to expect out of the sequel. <laughs> so, wishes. I think that was one thing that I want to talk about real quick. Was sure. In the movie, of course, it's wishes. Like, you know, watching this movie, there was no confusion. I knew exactly what was going on. You know, when uh, Bastion's like, my first wish, like, I-, I get it. I understand. Now, when I'm reading the book, his wishes are not like... You know, I wish I had a million dollars. They're more like internal things, like you know, I where he he wishes he was strong, but it's not like he's just saying, "Hey, I wish I was a strong guy." It's more of a you know, I've always wanted to be strong, and so then it, you know, it, it develops and it becomes a thing. But right, so almost like in the book, like he can't help it. You know, if he has an inner desire, that becomes his wish, and and you know, especially the fact that he's losing memories, like it's 
some of the time he can't really help it. You know, it's just yeah, that, the next step. It bothers me a lot in the book, honestly, because the fact that nobody warned, warned him that this was going to happen or that he needed to be careful of it really bothers me. Like he was just set up for this and he's going to be stuck there forever until Atreyu helps him figure out how to get out of it. But they also, you know, obviously the, the, in the book, the whole thing is just his journey of becoming who he should be or who he needs to be or, you know, just making that life journey. It's, you know, so it, basically the book says like any decision that you made, good or bad, is not bad because it got you to where you need to be kind of a thing. But right. I'm thinking, what about all those people in that one village that you mentioned where they didn't make it to that, that last point? So, yeah, that's... It's problematic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess, do their stories ever, fin- you know, I don't know, do their stories ever end? Or I know it's the never-ending story, but I mean, they're pretty much, they're, they're pretty <laughs> the much done with it. no, are. John. Yeah, we have the easiest get-out-of-jail-free yeah. card on that one. <laughs> Crazy. Hmm. But no, as far as the ending to this movie, I don't think you can really do it any other way than this. You can't really yeah. go into what the book does unless you're like, no, this movie's actually going to be another hour and a half or something like that, but... Yeah, I think as soon as they decided this is where this movie was going to end... This You could quibble with exactly what form it takes, but this idea that Bastion restores Fantasia and is flying around, having a good time, is the note you need to end on. Right. Now, Jonathan, did I, last week, did we talk about your uh, never-ending story story? No. Okay. Well, I don't know if you're coming back or not, so do you want to <laughs> segue into that, or did you have another thought? This movie is definitely, you know, if I were to, before you guys even started this project, if I were to write down, like, some of my top childhood movies, um, you know, I, again, well, I guess you had asked me to maybe prep some things for, like, you know, uh, movies. I don't really need to go through that list, but, like, top, top kid movies, I guess I should say, you know, not talking about Back to the Future or anything like that, but, but uh, this was definitely in that, that list, or movies that I watched all the time. Um and I think I, I just liked it because I liked any kind of movie that gave me like a little bit of a brain twist or introduced me to new concepts, um, even if they're just fantastical ones. And, and this movie definitely did that with the the whole meta thing of the the book and the story that he's reading becomes his story. And then that you know she mentions at the end that now we're part of the story because we're watching right. it. It's like oh, um, so that was that was cool. I've always liked the movie. I I think. Looking back on it without actually even rewatching it, or before I rewatched it, I knew like it was probably a little bit cheesy here at times, and and uh, you know that the eighties was really kind of showing through in some some places. But I know I still like it. I'd never read the book until recently, and I I, I really liked the book. Um, <laughs> cool. it, it's very different from the movie in in places, but I I like what it's <laughs> yeah. saying. Um, so you one- reminded me of something I actually forgot about. I forgot I had you uh, do that research. So let's let's break it down a little bit. Even though Steve's not here with us today, what are your top three movies that starred children? Okay, so I did specifically what you said. So these aren't like my top, you know, 80s movies, but these are just the ones that star kids. So my top three, you said? Sure. Oh, let's, I, let's oh man, I didn't even rank them. Bit. Well, I, this might not be my top number one, but I have to say it um, because of with the Princess Bride minute, you know, Fred mm-hmm. Savage was in that. So The Wizard. It's a movie that keeps coming up in my memory. And I'm going to have to rewatch it one of these days. And I know it probably doesn't hold up at all, but I love that movie when it was out. That's a um, good choice. Tierney, what's your, your top? So, kids movies starring kids. Yes. I'm trying to think. Um, 
Which ones? Because I was an animated <laughs> addict, so I'm like having to sort those out. Fall of that Bird was mostly adults. I would say off the top of my head, I mean, hey, never ending story is pretty good. Um, <laughs> do you just want my top one or you want my three? Let's, we'll go for, we'll do one, we'll round robin it. Okay. Um, then I, I have to say I am not doing these in any particular order because okay. I had not gotten as far as ranking, but, um, the secret garden in okay. the 90s, uh, it has a young, uh, the guy from the history boys, that doesn't help you. I was obsessed with that one. That was one of the first movies I remember going and seeing in theaters. And then I insisted on talking with a British accent for the rest of the day, which I'm sure was <laughs> really fun for my p- parents. Um, but yeah, that one was good. Um, I forget if it was like 92, 93, 94, but it's somewhere in there. Um, I'll do the same as you. They're not in any particular order, but some of my favorites, and I'm not going to count this one because we all know it's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's, that, that that's, feels like cheating. <laughs> so it would actually be something that still stars somebody from this movie, and that would be the movie Daryl. D-A-R-Y-L, which stands for Data Analyzing Robot Youth Life Form. I remember how smart I thought I was as a kid <laughs> for figuring out that that was Daryl and memorizing it. Um, stars Barrett Oliver and he is a young robot and he's, he's supposed to be for, for war. Basically they made him for war, but he escapes the facility with some help from his maker and falls in with a regular everyday family who is fathered by, oh my gosh, what's his name from Laverne and Shirley? Uh, the taller guy that was with squeaky. Oh, oh, oh. You know who I'm talking about? Yes. He had Squeaky uh, and his tall friend. It was the tall the tall guy. He's his dad in that movie. He's, he's the same guy. He's in, uh, he's in This Is Spinal Tap, and he's in yes. uh, Clue. Yes, I can never remember his name, though. Yeah. So that movie was always fantastic. And then at the end, he ends up flying in the, the stealth jet, and he, it was amazing. I loved it. it. It always struck a chord with me, and that was on the same line with this movie. All right, so what's your next one, Jonathan? Now is uh, I guess it fits the criteria, but for some reason I had I was hesitating putting it in the list. But a Christmas story, I mean, it's I would definitely say that fits. Yes, nice. Yeah, we watch that all the time. (laughs) Every Christmas, I'm guessing. Yeah, actually, we uh, with my with my family, we did watch it every Christmas, and then once we all started having kids, like when they were little, it was it was just troublesome to try and watch a movie when you have all these little kids running around and you can't pay attention to it. So we actually took a break for a while, and so I think we're kind of like now getting back into that. So oh, cool! I gotta highly recommend. I think it's TNT that does the twenty four hours of a Christmas story. Yes, <laughs> from eight p.m. Christmas Eve to eight p.m. Christmas Day, and that is just. Perfect if you know the movie because you can just turn it on and it's background noise. Yeah, yeah while you're cooking your tur- your dinner or yep. whatever. Yep. All right. Yep. What's your next one, Tierney? All right. I'm going to keep in the same theme uh, and the same time period. Right around then, they also did a live action A Little Princess movie. Now, this okay. is very different from the book, but I loved that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Sarah Crew is a queen. She's so good. When she yells and is like, didn't your father ever tell you that all girls are princesses? All of us? Like, it's so good. <laughs> cool, cool. 
All right, I'm going to try to keep mine a little less well-known because there's a million you could grab that are super yeah. well-known. But one of my next ones is The Explorers. Mm. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. the kids get this great this dream. They don't know what's going on. One of the kids figures out that they're flying over a chip, an electronics chip. He builds it, and then all of a sudden they hey, they make a spaceship, and they go into space. It's fantastic. And I don't know why, but I, I loved that movie every time it came on. And even the aliens were, I, I always thought they were a little odd and didn't really yeah, like them. I liked the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember every bit about that movie, but I do remember the aliens just being weird. I don't remember yes. what they looked like. I just remember my thought was that they were weird. And the, the 80s were weird, too. Like, as far as, like, that movie, I remember liking it, but I don't remember... We must have not owned it or had it recorded or something because I just didn't have access to it. So, right. I think I just didn't watch it as much as other movies. Cool. So, what's your next one? Your last one? Um, I think I'm just going to have to say Flight of the Navigator. Oh, you stole mine. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> Great yeah, movie. That was, that was a, you know, you got time travel, you got uh, this like alien ship, you know, it's like you don't even. You know, as a kid watching it, it's like, well, he's not really just an alien because he's, you know, he's not like a Martian walking around. He's just part of the ship. So it was like just all these cool different features and, and, uh, and, you know, I guess you got Pee Wee Herman voice going on in yep. there and everything. <laughs> so I was right, in, right in my wheelhouse. That was the first 80s movie that I really tried to show my daughter. <laughs> and I wasn't sure how it was going to go over, you know, whether she'd be receptive to it at all. And that girl latched onto that movie like you would not believe. <laughs> <laughs> she wow, constantly cool. was asking me to watch David and I'm like, okay. But then one time she even said that she wanted to watch Jeff and I was like, who, who? And she's like, I want to watch Jeff. And it took me a while to figure <laughs> it out. And she finally said, you know, David's brother. I was like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, you want to watch Spider of the navigator? <laughs> yeah. That's too, that's too many big words for little kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although hearing her say never-ending story is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, Tierney, what's your next one? All right. I uh, was tempted to give a shout-out to Return to Oz, just because I also do the Movies by Minutes podcast of it. But it's only got the one kid. And as great as Farooza Balk is, I would be completely remiss if my list did not include a Christina Ricci movie. So I'm sticking with my 90s girl movies, Now and Then. Okay. Starring Christina Ricci, Gabby Hoffman, Thora Birch, and why can't I remember? Girl, I cannot remember her name. Um, She's also super recognizable from the time. And it's four girls that are best friends in the summer that changed their lives. And yeah, I just decided I would go totally off in a different direction than you guys. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. <laughs> I am yeah. rather surprised, though, that you did not call out the Sandlot. Oh! <laughs> I'm surprised. I called it. I told I told oh, my girlfriend. I was man. like, I bet one of her movies is going to be The Sandlot. She did not go that way. I'm, I'm rather surprised. It. No, The Sandlot should be up there. Sorry. I'm like <laughs> leaning back in my chair because it's just in the shock of like, what? Yeah, that's, oh. that's, a, that's a good one. It, whenever... I always tell my kids, like, I don't have favorites. Like, I, I don't mean kids. I just mean favorites of anything, like <laughs> food or movies or anything. And, uh, yeah, so whenever I have to make a favorites list, I always have a hard time. Like, okay, is this actually my favorites or is this just the first things popping into my head? So, 
Maybe yeah. they're maybe they're one and the same, but yeah, Sad- yeah. Sandlot. That's that's that should probably go on the list too. Yeah, because to be fair, uh, prin- the little princess popped into my head, and then I was like, oh yeah, and they did a secret garden too. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Well, oh! that being said, the Sandlot is not my movie pick, but I was just okay. surprised that it wasn't yours. Oh, what was yours? It was- it was going to be Flight of the Navigator, but I guess I'm going to have to change that now <laughs> and go with the ultimate classic, Goonies. Oh, Goonies is good. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not surprised to hear that, but I've actually I don't know that I've actually seen that movie all the way through ever. I saw it a ton oh. as a kid, and I even remember this. Okay, so you guys know I'm a nerd already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some uh, flavoring on that. When I was a kid. I was fairly smart, and I actually went to math camp, math and computer camp. And Did you go to space is, camp? No, this is back when computers oh. and stuff were still really new. And it wasn't really a camp. It was at like a Montessori school, and it was just like where you went during the day, and we learned trigonometry and calculus, just its basic forms. But they also had computers there, and I remember playing the Goonies little computer game, and it was so horrible. It was like... Atari grade, but it was on a computer, and I remember playing it there, having to avoid the bats and stuff like that. <laughs> um, we should also give a shout out to um, Lucas, which is a 1986 film starring Corey Haim, Carrie Green, which is why I thought of or Goodies, and Charlie Sheen. Yes, It'll I remember. I remember break it. your heart, but it's so good. Oh. There were, I mean, as I, as I gave you guys this challenge, there were so many movies that have come into my head. And I actually, I'm going to bring up the listener society here, the Ivory Tower, because we actually had some people post up in there as well, what their, their lists yeah, were. They, they got up to five though. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see what they got That's going easier. on in there. And if you listeners are curious where the idea for this came from, why I had you giving us your top five and we're going over our top three here. I previously mentioned that my top three were explorers, flight of the navigator and Daryl. And if you think back to our great guests that we had, Donnie Carr and Chris Brayton, then you remember their show more gooder than does three movies at a time. And I have actually commissioned them to do these three movies and talk about them and see what their thoughts on them are. And I highly recommend you go listen to them, all their episodes. But recently they did just do episode 33, which was all about those three movies. And it was fantastic. All right, here we go. So Daniel T. Hossinger MacArthur, who's our biggest fan on the on the ivory tower he likes every single post and he's there first thing in the morning when i post him up and always lets me know that he's seen them which is amazing he put three up and he said his were secret garden as well hey hook which is another great one oh yeah and goonies jenna colbert thanks for posting as well she put up the little rascals I just love hearing you guys' reactions to these. This is great. Casper. Yes! <laughs> it Takes Two, oh which I'm God. not familiar with. No, it's amazing. It's the best Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen movie. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's so good. They're setting up Steve Gutenberg and Kirstie Alley. Just think about that cast for a minute. <laughs> 
Oh, and it has one of the best. Li- anyway, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> Next, you put Alice in Wonderland, both the 1985 with Natalie Gregory and the 1999 with Tina Major uh, So both excellent choices there. Now, some stranger, I don't know who this person is. What, Pam Borg. Oh, Borges. you are going to be in so much Pam trouble. Pam Borges. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know her. That's my girlfriend. <laughs> Pam Borges put up. And I know, I know as a f- fact that she had such a hard time with this list. She wrote out like 20 movies <laughs> and tried to narrow it down to five that she was going to, to name as her five. But she yeah. chose The Little Princess with Shirley Temple because she had to have a Shirley Temple movie. She's also a huge fan of the movie The Outsiders. Casper's on her list as well. And then her last on the list was Monster Squad, which is a hilarious fun movie. Yeah. And isn't that the one with Fred Savage? There is a movie. I don't know. I've never seen that movie. We could find out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the Fred Savage movie where he becomes a monster, maybe? Or no, that's, that's, that's monster Little Man? Monsters. That's Little Monsters. Yeah. That's right. You're right. Oh, um, the Adams Family movies. Those are great as well. Or and she did have great. an honorable mention. She had to put good. she had to put Goonies in there as well as an honorable mention. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I caught just the play part of Adam's Family Values the other day. And it was just, God, you forget how good it is. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for posting those up for us to read and making this a, a longer episode. We really, really <laughs> do appreciate all our listeners and all the people who have joined the Ivory Tower and, and give us feedback and just talk about the stuff that we've talked about. It makes it a lot of fun, and it really makes it worth the, worth the effort that we put into giving you, you guys these episodes. And you know, listening at home, you have thought about 10 more kids' movies since we started this conversation. So get on there and share them. <laughs> yeah, we still have time. We still have a couple episodes to record, so if we see new stuff pop in there, we can still read that stuff as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, let us let us know what there. our actual favorites are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the first films that we thought of. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jonathan, thanks for joining us again this week. Do you know whether or not you're going to be back tomorrow? Um, you know, I I I kind of feel sometimes like I'm like Bastion's dad, you know, like I I'm here sometimes and and you expect to see me again, but who knows? Right, well, let's let's have you go ahead and plug your stuff while you're here, and we have you locked case. onto the microphone. Yes, uh, the Princess Bride Minute dot com is where you. That's the website. You can easily find us there. All of our links are there. You can find us on iTunes at DBB Minute. Um, Facebook, we have a listener group, which is a Battle of Wits, the Princess Bride Minute, and um, yeah, I mean we're we're done, so you can binge the whole the whole movie, all ninety nine episodes. Uh, we did have a one hundredth episode recently, and that was a fun one to do. And we might have I don't know we might have a couple more things up our sleeve. But uh, Steve and I, as a hosting pair, we've also been involved with the Die Hard Minute. Um, oh, so none of our stuff has aired yet, so you can still catch up on all of that, and and it's fun listening to all the other groups that are doing that too. Oh yeah, I've had a blast uh, following along. Yeah. Tierney, why don't you go ahead and give our plugs real quick? Dennis the Menace was a great movie. Oh, oh, before I forget, uh, <laughs> you have another project. You have another project coming up, don't you, Jonathan? Yes, and I have, yeah. It, it's one of those things where I want to tell people about it, but it who knows when it's going to happen. So, uh, okay. UHF 62nd, we're going to cover UHF, you know, do this whole minute by minute thing with that, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be doing it with a, a new co host. It's actually a you know, lifelong friend of mine. And, uh, 
so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. But it's it's gonna be so much fun that we are trying to do it right and have time for it. So it's gonna be a while before anything shows up. Awesome. We will keep an eye out for that. Now, Tierney, go ahead with our stuff. I'm sorry. So it was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like racking my brains trying to come up with another one. Uh, no, if you want to know more about The NeverEnding Story, clearly the best 80s kids movie, uh, you can check us out. We're part of growlermedia.com. Uh, which is where our previous episodes are, as well as Beauty and the Beastly Minute, if you are feeling more of an animated variety. And we're on Twitter at Nev and Min, because like The Princess Bride, it was kind of a long title. And uh, we have our Facebook group. There is the main page that you can like, and then there's the listener society called the Ivory Tower, which is a group that you can join. And that's where you should put all the kids' movies that are randomly popping into your mind right now. Like Beethoven. Was it good? Maybe I need to rewatch it and decide for myself. And if you guys want to get some shout-outs to, your, to yourselves <laughs> during the last few minutes of this movie, go ahead and post up in there and, and say what you want to say about the show or what the show meant to you or what the movie meant to you, and we'll try to get through all those during our last few minutes. We do appreciate you guys more than you can possibly know. This is a absolute labor of love. We didn't get any money for this. It's all for your guys' enjoyment and because we really – wanted to see what we can find in this movie that we hadn't seen before. So thank you for listening, and we have some more stuff to talk about tomorrow, but... Don't tell Mom the Babysitter's dead. That is not this story. And shall be told another time. <laughs> wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.